When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. And our panel today consists of uh, Hamish Bidwell and Gordon Findlater. Gordon, uh, good morning to you, Gordon. Uh, interesting, uh, the All Blacks just keep going down, it seems. Uh, we're hearing rumours, perhaps, of another two or three this morning. Um, Gordon, w- what is this All Black team going to look like, you think, when they name it finally? Well, you yeah, tell you what, Smithy, I mean, geez, coming into this series, you, you look at the Irish, the fact they beat us last year, uh, you know, they did well in the Six Nations, and, and you add in what's going on this week, and I mean, geez, they've just got to be licking their lips, don't they? I mean, if, if ever there was an opportunity for them to get a historic series win in New Zealand, uh, if it's not meant to be now, then it will never meant to be, surely. Hamish, are we looking at a method of the future? No hands-on coaching. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing the coaching by remote because it's effectively, I guess, what's happening now. Although Joe Smith's come in, what, what, how do you see uh, his role? Critical. Uh, a huge boost. I think the less that Ian Foster's hands are on the tiller, the better. Um, I'd, I'd almost say the same for John Buntree. It's good that Sam Whitelock's basically running the forwards this week. And I think the thing that we've we've lamented on Foster's tenure is a lack of clarity around the All Blacks, a lack of actual leadership, whether that's on or off field. Um, real plan about how they're going to play. Uh, Smith's a real detail man. The fact that it bowled him this week is an incredible stroke of luck that it only adds that level of detail and clarity that the team will go out with. I think this is really exciting. I think it's shades of the Baby Blacks of 86. I think the All Blacks can't lose this week. If they win, uh, it's a magnificent achievement to go up with some of the great uh, test match wins we've ever had. If they lose, they'll get a pass mark. But I think, more than anything, uh, I think this is a team that the country have sort of gradually fallen out of love with. They find um, them hard to relate to, hard to like. Um, I think this is a, a chance for everyone to rally around the team. Um, the team themselves will be sweet. Like I just, players are really myopic. Um, they, they, they're inwardly focused. They'll have their jobs and they'll be concentrating on those, and they won't really care about who's not there, who's not coaching. They'll just be wanting to do what they do. Um, yeah, I think it's all round a really exciting development and perhaps a look to the future, a, a future hopefully without Ian Foster. Uh, well, Hamish, that's an interesting point you raise. Can you remember a time when um, you're an experienced journalist when? We'd sort of fallen out of uh, in love with the All Blacks uh, previously uh, for the same reasons. Eighty-one would come to mind. Um, obviously, with the Springboks uh, tour that was here, um, eighty-six a bit because we were getting over the Cavaliers situation. Um, but the ninety-one World Cup team, where um, there was an Auckland influence, John Hart was foisted upon Alex Wiley late in the in the cycle. Um, I think that team had run its race with the public and. Um, you know, Laurie Maines wasn't a popular choice after um, Wiley and Hart, but he actually got the public back on board a bit. He got rid of that Auckland influence and he changed things. He wasn't immediately successful, but um, teams after that, by, coached by John, John Hart, reaped the benefit of, of, of Maines' work. So I, they'd be instances where I would think that the 
yeah, the public had had a bit of enough. Gordon, do, do you feel the same way? Are you um, are you quite happy and quite refreshed, even before he's coached a game this year, to see that uh, he's not effectively hands-on here, Ian Foster? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are going to have a, a, a bigger interest in this game purely because his hands aren't on it so much. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a very good point. If you look the last few years, it, it's very fair to say that, that you know people have fallen out of love with this team. Uh, there's definitely going to be a few cynics that will be be looking at this and go, hey, look, if the All Blacks get up here, um, you know, with, with Foster not completely being on board, then geez, that's, that's just another ad- advocate or another reason to say, is he the right man for the job going into the World Cup? Yeah, it is, actually. Before that, of course, uh, Gordon, uh, tonight, uh, tour, the mini tour kicks off tonight against uh, New Zealand Maori. There'll be passion. Um, and at this stage, New Zealand Maori are the underdogs. Not sure about that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at especially a few positions here. There's guys that have a point to prove. I'm really interested to see what sort of uh, performances come from the likes of TJ Piranara and Brad Weber. Cullen Grace is obviously the other one. Uh, going up what looks like a fairly inexperienced Irish Ford pack. So, I mean, those players in particular, there's, there's some guys there that probably feeling the sting of uh, missing out on AB selection and they'll be looking to prove a point tonight. OK, um, let's uh, look at some uh, cricket, can we? Hamish um, spoke to David White yesterday. Uh, he said there will be a review. There always is. I'm not expecting anything to come out of it. Um, what about you? Oh, I listened to that interview, actually, and the only thing missing was the sound of you banging your head against the wall because you weren't getting much out of uh, David White, unfortunately. Um, yeah, look... The thing that's galling about this whole thing, um, and it's highlighted by what Brendan McCullum's doing, and I've mentioned to this to you, this to you before, is that we had innovation, we had um, fearless cricket, we had uh, different ways of skinning the cat. New Zealand, on a talent basis, isn't as good as the major test-playing nations such as India, Australia, and England. So we have to be clever. We have to use our resources in the um, the right manner. We have to be innovative in the way we play our cricket. We have to be positive. And I think we've gone down a really conservative route. Um, I, I, I go on about this, but I think we need white ball and red ball coaches. I think it's time to mix that up mm. so that we get our better cricket minds involved. But it was such um, such stodgy, conservative uh, cricket. Cricket sort of played not to lose. You know, let's let's pick a hundred batsmen because we don't rate any of the guys at the top. Like it just it just seems so poorly thought out, and that's the frustration we have in the very recent past, had to think about our cricket and had to do it really well because of our lack of resources. And to see the way England marshaled theirs while we fumbled around with ours was really frustrating. Yeah, but see, uh, you make a point there, but I, I you know, uh, I don't, this is what I don't get about it. Uh, we couldn't win the series, that was gone. So when you don't, you don't have an opportunity to win a series, you look at least to try and learn something, learn something, develop something, uh, give some guys experience. That was a perfect example uh, to play Ajaz Patel in English conditions. That was a perfect example to perhaps try someone like Blair Tickner or someone that you've flown over at the last minute. But there we were going, Hamish, into a test match, a five-day test match with three bowlers. Three bowlers. I, I mean, that's almost unheard of. And, and two of the three bowlers are out on their feet. Um, Bolt's effort in this series has been really manful given the lack of preparation he had. But the, 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 the thinking behind the whole selection of the team was, was crazy. Patel has to play. Like he, we have to know about Patel. He has to learn to develop. If he's not a better bowler 
than Jack Leach, I'll eat my hat. Credit to Jeet Patel and to Ben Stokes, who've got something out of Jack Leach, but he has been almost a laughing stock in international cricket until this series, and now we've turned him into a world beater. Mm, we have indeed. Uh, yeah, 10 wickets, uh, and uh, we didn't have a spinner. Re- effectively didn't have a spinner. Uh, quite hard to fathom. Uh, it's 10.30 here on SENZ. Araha with uh, an update, and then we'll be back with Gordon Finlater and Hamish Bidwell for part two of the panel. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Hamish Bidwell with us this morning, along with uh, Gordon Finlater. And Gordon, uh, I just wonder uh, your impressions of uh, the cricket. I know you, uh, you've uh, a keen follower of, of it, but uh, we've gone backwards uh, seriously this calendar year and uh, something needs to happen, surely. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you guys touched on it just before, but, I mean, you've really got to scratch your head at, at Ajaz Patel missing selection, particularly in that last test, it, it makes you wonder. There was everything on day five of that second test, which goes, well, surely you've learned a lesson here. Um, it obviously wasn't learnt. How much do you need to drum into the, the, the selectors? Uh, Kane Williamson, Gary said, the guy selecting this team. There's a good chance the game goes to day five. You're bowling. You need to take 10 wickets. I mean, since Daniel Vittori, we've been crying out for something coming close to a world-class spinner. Uh, we've seen, you know, the likes of Mitchell Satner, that the all-rounder, the guy that can bat, the guy that, you know, was handy for a few overs, it, it just doesn't cut the cake. We've got a guy that is, is the closest thing we've had to proving that he's world-class, and we don't pick him. It's, it's just mind-boggling. The guy's 33 years old. I think we're going to look back in a few years and go, we had someone, and... And we missed we miss our opportunity to have a genuinely good spinner in this team that can do a job late in test matches. Well, I can relate back to um, our time back in um, the 80s, and a lot of people don't like reminiscing, but we had an issue too where we didn't play our spinners enough. Um, John Bracewell and Stephen Bock were damn sight better bowlers than uh, we see in, a, in the current crop. Uh, and we played them overseas, but we didn't play them much at home. Uh, got away with it there, um, just as they seem to get away with it here, Gordon. But uh, what it effectively means is that, you know, you, you've got to play half your test matches uh, around the world. Um, and, and you can't just exist on, on home victories unless you guarantee you're going to win every single game. And now, of course, we can't do that, Gordon. So we certainly, we've got to do something. And if Paul Wiseman isn't good enough as our spin bowling developer, let's buy one in, surely. Yeah, and I mean, you look, you know, they've made a conscious effort, uh, you know, in the last few years to, you know, we, we see guys going away as, as teenagers or in their early 20s to, to get experience over in foreign conditions. So yeah, when are we going to start seeing this? Um, you know, I, I, I just think, yeah, we've, we've, we've missed a trick with AJs. Certainly have uh, missed a trick with him. So, uh uh, I'll be interested to see what, uh, if anything, comes out of the over-review. certainly won't be made public anyway. Uh, let's uh, look at uh, some golf, Hamish. I know you like uh, talking about the, this uh, LIV situation and the PGA. Uh, and it seems that the PGA and DP World Tour, which effectively is uh, the European Tour, of course, have strengthened their alliance, extending the partnership through for another 12 to 13 years uh, I guess that's a, a, some sort of a symbol of strength, or is it? I'm not sure it'll phase Greg Norman, will it? 
Well, it's going to weaken the DP World Tour because more guys from there are going to be eligible to play on the um, on the PGA Tour potentially because of the way the um, the rankings and points things will work. Uh, it's a there's a plantation mentality in golf, and it's headed by the PGA Tour. We are the the landowners. We have all the money. You are the hired help. You will work where and when we say so. Uh, I don't see the alliance doing anything for the DP World Tour guys. American guys won't travel regularly to play in Europe. That's what they're trying to trumpet. It won't happen. Um, the thing with Liv is they're, they're in a corner now, uh, a massive corner. The, the big issue that's coming up for them is going to come after the Open Championship in St Andrews, where I think there's going to be a decision made on whether Liv events will receive official world golf rankings. Um, at this stage, Liv players can are still eligible to play the major championships on, on rankings and on... Um, being previous champions, that sort of thing. But once they stop accumulating world ranking points by playing PGA or DP World Tour events, they're going to be stuffed. Guys won't be able to play the majors. And while you can play the majors and you can dictate your schedule a bit more and you can play less events, as the live guys seem to want to, um, it's, it's a workable situation. But if they can't get official world ranking points, they're going to be stuffed. So effectively too, Hamish, the other thing uh, is that I guess uh, they f- they feel these guys uh, that who are possibly sacrificing uh, Ryder Cup positions are sacrificing the ability to play in majors, which uh, ultimately is, I suppose, was the carrot uh, to them. Um, whether they think uh, enough of them go, uh, then the, the uh, establishment will bow to pressure. I'm not sure that's going to happen, so... Have they done? Have they done the right thing? You think these guys? Will there be any of them thinking, "Uh oh, uh oh, they're not going to bend here"? Depends on your age and stage. So Pat Perez, as he said this morning on a live press conference, "I'm 46. I've just won the lottery. You know, I've been on tour for 20 years. It's not going to get any better for me. This is a great payday. I'm stoked." Um, if you're a younger player, if you're Matthew Wolf, I think he's 22, who defected. Um, I can call it that, the other day. It's it's potentially an issue for someone like him. But the thing that bores me about this, and I'm not a Phil Mickelson enthusiast, but he's leveled all these criticisms at the PGA Tour. And now, you know, you, you don't pay us enough, you don't put on good enough events, you make us play too often. Uh, there's, there's no global aspect to what you're doing. Well, they have turned around and done all the things that he criticised them for, which showed they could have done it. Um, some people will say good on them for doing it unfortunately with golf a lot of the people talking about the sport have a vested interest they owe the PGA Tour their living and so you can't get a straight answer or an unbiased opinion but yeah if you're a younger player and you've signed up with Liv at the moment I think you're probably a little bit more nervous than you were a week ago the Warriors are home, Gordon. The Warriors are home. A lot of emotion there at Mount Smart Stadium yesterday, including their first hit out in training gear on their hallowed turf. Uh, what are you expecting this weekend? Emotion to get in the way, or are you expecting uh, a really good performance? I, I think it's what they need. I mean, you, you look at what this team's been through the last few years. It, it's all good and well, you know, trying or, you know, telling players to buy into this thing that is, bigger than you it's about the team it's about this amazing fan base or this vocal fan base but when you can't actually see it uh, there's only so much that words can do so I think especially for a lot of these guys I mean you you, um, you look at some of these guys have played close to, to 50 games for the Warriors and have never played at home at Mount Smart um, I, I think it's the, the, the refresh the reset this team needs tell you what though if they don't win the last few years have looked bad, but they've never been 
uh, front runner for the wooden spoon bad. So if, if if we lose against the Tigers on Sunday, uh, you're looking at us and the Titans in a race for that wooden spoon, and 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 that is a very very low point in what has been some pretty low years recently. Very scary indeed. Uh, Gordon Finlader, thank you very much for your time this morning. Hamish Bidwell, uh, thank you for yours and uh, your considered opinions as always, fellas. We'll have another panel uh, tomorrow morning around about the same time. It is uh, coming up to 10.42 here on SENZ. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.